I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecaster here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, January 15, 2019. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. The first thing we have to discuss right out of the gate is we're headed for a destination. The market always has a destination. Our job is to figure out which direction and where that destination is. And by the way, these trend lines on the chart in the middle here, don't worry about those. We'll get to those later. We're looking for 263 all the way up possibly as high as 265 or so. Does it have to happen all at once? No, it doesn't. Can it happen all at once? Yes, it can. So we're coming into an important time frame. I kept saying we're running out of time. The market's got to get going or it's going to go in the other direction. Why do I say that? Well, we always discuss the fact that the market has an energy in it. Everything has an energy in it. So the market's not exempt from everything else on the planet. So it has an energy to it. And I'm not making this stuff up. This is just the laws of physics. So it was my interpretation based on where the market was and what it was doing that the energy was going to be released in a short period of time, either in one direction or another. That's pretty much the net net. And if you've been here for a while, you've seen us do this before over and over and over again. We just have to know confirmation wise which direction it's going. So we look for the market to tell us based on hourly closes and such daily closes and obviously, I use other charts along the way. So just from a visual standpoint, to me, it looks like the destination is the 50-period moving average, or 263. Now, on the other hand, are they going to make it that easy? Are they just going to hand you 263 on a silver platter in one shot? It can happen, but it's unlikely to happen. The market is unlikely to do the obvious thing. Traditionally, the market kind of does the thing before it's going to do the obvious thing. It does the thing that looks like it's going to do something else, then it flips around and does the thing it was supposed to do. You know what that's called? Trick, trap, fool, and frustrate. Now, if you know that's going on, you can re-trick the market, which cancels out the original trick. Now, item number seven is we had a really, really good close today in the market. So that's a positive. That speaks to higher prices. You can kind of see what's going on. We talked about the fact that the market could be just eating time off the clock. And as long as we stayed above certain levels that we discussed in previous videos, the market was likely to push higher. What's happening? The market is pushing higher. Nobody should be surprised. However, we're still running out of time just because we were running out of time to go up or to go back down doesn't mean that time is over time is still going on we're still coming into a very important confluence of time and now's the point when we begin looking for signs and signal of a trend change beware it may come from much higher prices the reason i say that is because i know as soon as i say that there are traders out there that want to jump all over the short side and then they watch the market go up another 40 handles in their face. So what you do is up to you. I'm saying it could come from much 
higher prices. So the point here is, all you folks out there, and I call you the shorties, shorties, you're on. It's your time again. Just may not be from current prices, but from a time perspective, we're not that far away. Now, we have to discuss a couple of things. Just because we're coming into a time period where I think we could see a trend change in the market doesn't mean they're going to make it easy. Remember, the bulls will fight the bears. The bears will fight the bulls. You will see volatility increase. You will see large swings in both directions. It will look like the market is not going to go down. And at other times, it will look like the market will never go back up. And again, we're not going to get into how low do we go? Do we do a retest? Do we go lower? Is it just a garden variety pullback? What's going to happen? We're not going to get into that. We're still going higher. Just like before on the way down, I'm giving you the pre-plan. Now with that, there's a couple of things you need to be aware of. It can happen in any form, any number of ways. But here's one that I want to point out because this one happens quite a bit. In fact, you can see it all over the chart any chart, in fact, that's right in front of you. So here's what I'm talking about. So let's say we rally up to some number. It doesn't matter which one. The market starts to come down and everybody jumps on the short side thinking, that was the top, let's hop on board, the market's going to collapse, we're going to make tons of money. It doesn't work like that. They try to not let you make any money. So what happens is they end up sending the market back up, you end up covering the trade at some point, they put in a lower high, and then they go. I'm not saying that will happen. I'm saying watch out for that. If you look over here to the left, it's kind of very similar to one of these. Down, up, get people out, come back down, do it again, right, and then collapse. So you never know exactly what they're going to do. I just want to give you a couple of possible schematics for what might happen. You can look for a sign and a signal of a trend change. That's right out of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Sometimes we'll get a retracement. Sometimes we won't. But that's really the most conservative way to do it because you have something to trade against. You know exactly where you're wrong. And we'll obviously keep discussing it each and every day. By the way, just as a reminder, what's going to happen with the media? How's it going to feel if, let's just say if, they get the market up here, up here, even somewhere up here, what's going to happen? They're going to be discussing some kind of event, some kind of news item that just took place that was very positive for the markets that just sent everything higher. Maybe it was part of the earnings season that's getting kicked off. Maybe it's something else. But whatever it is, it's not going to feel right to short the market. That's certainly a decision that each individual trader has to make. My take on the situation is I'm in the risk business and I'm going to take a trade when I think the risk reward is in my favor. I'm willing to put certain capital at risk at certain price levels I believe to be rock solid. So now we're on a 10 minute chart and you'll remember from before I discussed those other trend lines. These are the skinny lines on the screen. Not to be confused with those skinny jeans, which you'll never catch me wearing. But here's the deal. Where did the day open? The day opened right here. Here's the 940 candle. 9.30 to 9.40 a.m. This is the opening candle. So I had important levels. Where do these come from, these important prices? 
That's right. You guessed it. Comes right off this morning inside the numbers webpage that you've seen lately. This is the new format. You can take a snapshot of this and we'll come back to this later, but you can see the middle column. Those important numbers are on this list. This comes out or it's published at 9 a.m. in the morning. I actually did these numbers last night. Now, each of these trend lines doesn't necessarily mean it's a short or a long trade. What we do is use the information that's taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader to put together trades where the probabilities are way, way extended in our favor. I'm not going to belabor the point. You can decide for yourself whether you think stuff like this is useful. I used the term rock solid before. Here's an example. Look at the end of the day. The market comes down after they announce the information as a result of the Brexit vote. Find support a couple of pennies below a number that I put on the webpage the night before. Who's going to try and convince me the market doesn't trade technically sound? We're not even going to discuss the high of day. Part of this includes the morning notes and a midday update, so I'm just going to give you the summary right here. Basically, what this said was, and this is at 11.30 in the morning, for the remainder of the day, the pivot will be 25.95 in the ES, 2.59 in the SPY. These are give or take, but not by much. Trading away in either direction from these will likely result in a trend for the rest of the day. An hourly close below this area, not good for the bull case. At the time, I said right now we're above and it's bullish, which speaks to higher prices. I believe there is a Brexit vote this afternoon, which can certainly spark in one direction or another. And then I go on to say many of you were able to participate in the CVS trade. Great job. Well, we might as well go take a look at that one. So CVS was in the stocks on the move section. Only one of those hit today, and that's okay. Sometimes we'll get two, three, four, five trades. Sometimes we get one. Whatever the market is willing to give is all we can get. CVS, the target entry price was $63.25. So we'll wrap this up real quick. We'll go take a look at CVS and then we'll get back on track in our center lane. Here's a 10-minute chart of CVS. The stock was on the move this morning. The number off the webpage was $63.25. The stock made a low of 63.14, took off to the upside minutes later, $64.81. You can see what happened here. The whole idea was to give traders, based on feedback, opportunities that they can put the information that's in the course to use with. That's the objective. So far, the feedback's been pretty good. Back on the daily chart of the SPY, what about the other side? Can we fall apart? Of course we can fall apart. At any point in time, from this point forward, the market can absolutely turn around and go in the other direction. The numbers really don't change that much. 255 is really the bogey on the downside, but before that happens, there are much higher numbers where I'm going to have an intraday or hourly inkling that it's going on and would be likely to post that up in a midday or even post midday update. How about the IWM? Here's where it starts to get a little bit interesting. So we start to see some divergences taking place. But before you get your hopes up, hold on a minute. The IWM was up less than the SPY was up today. Is that a big deal right now? Nah, it's not really a big deal. It's a little tiny puzzle piece. I'm putting it on the table for later. I still think there are higher prices, but I want to know when there are divergences beginning to develop. Do I still think we can get up to 147.5, give or take? Yes, I do. 
but I am noticing a divergence, and we don't have to get up to 147.5. I'm taking in the information, I record it, and then I draw a conclusion later on. About the transports, my second favorite market leading indicator. We all know the first one, that's the IWM, but the transports were down today. So again, not down by a whole lot, less than 1%. We're still making a bullish consolidation pattern. We're still going sideways. We're eating time off the clock. It can certainly go higher, but I'm seeing a divergence. So I note it. It's a small puzzle piece. It's on the table. Might have to use it later, but I know there still could be higher prices, but I'm aware there doesn't have to be. This is how this unfolds, folks. I come with no bias. And we have a winner, the market being led by the technology sector. Not as good as the IWM, but not bad either, meaning it's risk capital. They're not running into the triple Qs for safety. They're running in because they think it's going higher. What's the next destination? This gap right up here, we've been discussing this gap for quite some time. 165, can it go higher? Yes, it can. They're all going to rise together. They're all going to decline together. Not necessarily at the same magnitude by the same percentages, but all the markets are basically trading together. So when they top out, they'll likely top out at the same time. Notice the end of that sentence, at the same time. They may be in different positions on the chart, but they'll likely top out at the same time. How about the XLF over in the financial district? Where was the target? $25. Where are we headed? $25. What was the destination a long time ago? $25. Was this one hard to identify? Absolutely not. The SMH. Not a great day in the SMH. Another divergence, another small puzzle piece. It's on the table. You can see money starting to rotate. That's what's going on. Just because an index is going higher doesn't mean underneath the hood money isn't rotating in a super sneaky way. That's the way it works. It's called institutional distribution. They do it in the middle of the night in a back alley somewhere. No, for real, they just can't do it all at once, so they have to do it slowly. They do it sector by sector, money will rotate. If they made a lot of money in one place, they're going to rotate some of it away. They do that naturally anyway. But on a day when the NASDAQ composite is up 1.7% and the SMH is not and is very close to the flat line, I'm paying attention. By the way, there's something else that I forgot to mention before. I said we're getting into a critical time zone, and we are. Keep in mind, the markets are closed on Monday for Martin Luther King Day here in the U.S. And I'm not saying this will happen. I'm just saying it has happened in the past where we show up after Martin Luther King Day, which typically falls around that critical time period, and we're showing up to some kind of change going on. Something that might spark the market. Could be higher, could be lower. Don't necessarily know which way. Just be aware I'm going to take a sidetrack for a second, and I thought of this earlier today, and I thought it would be good to bring up in the video. So here's the point. When you're in a trade, are you in a trade where you're able to have your hand off, or do you need to have your hand on the mouse? Do you need to watch every tick on the screen, or can you walk away for five or ten minutes during the trade? Based on the answers, it might tell you something about the trades you're taking. Are you taking trades that are too large? Do you have too much money at risk? Everybody's account is different. I get that, but it's all relative. 
The point that I always stress is that it needs to be mechanical. When you trade, it should be because price got to a certain zone, you took a trade, it either worked or it didn't, you knew where you were wrong, and if it was wrong, you stopped out and you moved on to the next trade that came up. Sounds easy. I know it's not. But I thought I would just throw that little test out because that'll tell you something about yourself. That little tidbit is worth whatever you want it to be. Back to the Apple Watchers. We're trying to lift off here. You see we had a little pullback for a couple of days and Apple is trying to challenge now the 20-period moving average. Fill this gap. If we get a spike higher in the market, you'll get lift off in Apple. Will it get through 158, 159 through these highs here? I don't know. That's a tough one. I would say Apple's going to have a dickens of a time closing above 158. Netflix. Everybody wants to know where to short Netflix. I had given you some numbers before. I'm not short Netflix. I'm not getting in front of this freight train anytime soon until and unless it gets to 365. I know they raised prices and all that stuff. I don't care. 365 for me is a stone cold short. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is common sense market analysis.